episode 13 of Pop with Ken Mills and Courtney Dold. Pop invades Nashville, right, Courtney? Oh, you said it. And more. Pop Invades Nashville. Welcome to a special episode of Pop, your pop culture podcast, where we actually went out into the wilderness. We, we actually left our studios <laughs> and went to Nashville. I am Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today, along with Courtney Cronin-Dold. Hello. And joining us, the button queen herself, Christine carlson Wolf. Hi, everybody. Wow, we had some fun this last weekend. It was absolutely amazing. We actually were all in the same space. Normally, when when we record, we're in different parts of the country. But last weekend, we arrived in Nashville. It was amazing. That's correct. It was a meeting of the minds. And, yeah. There were there were over twenty three podcasters that got together for the Rock and Pod Expo, and it was amazing. And not only were there podcasters there, but there were bona fide celebrities, weren't there? Yes, yeah. me. Well, oh, wait. yeah, yeah. Christine the Button <laughs> Queen was there, but we'll get into that. But people like Mark Slaughter and Gunnar Nelson, Walter Egan, and we're going to play some of their music throughout the show. And they may all appear on future episodes of Pop, which is kind of exciting, isn't it, Courtney? That's very, very exciting. I was a little too excited to meet, meet Mark Slaughter. A little too excited, but that's okay. I, I, I uh, kept it all inside, so he had no idea on the inside I was going, Oh, my God! I don't know if you kept it. <laughs> you were very cool, Courtney. Nobody would have known. No, no, no. No one had a clue. Except uh, later during Pods and Sods, Joe Polo brought me Mark's unfinished water bottle. (laughs) And just brought it over and set it next to me. And I'm like, what's this for? And he's like, it's Mark Slaughter's water. And I'm like, this is so... I'm like, it's Slaughter water! It's Slaughter water! It's Slaughter water! But I was so embarrassed because he was drinking different water than everyone else. And it was this, like, gigantic bottle. Mm Mm-hmm. So it looked really like obvious, like I, you know, like I was a serial killer and I needed a keepsake. Like it was really creepy. I saw, so I kept like leaving it places. Then when I come back, it would be in front of my chair. Someone would put it back there. Yeah, so. we. <laughs> Do you still have it? No. Oh. No. Okay. Yes. We, you know, we probably could have auctioned that <laughs> off to Jane Knight. <laughs> no, Christine took it. Uh huh. <laughs> you know, and he's still a really good-looking guy. Oh my God, he looks great. Yeah, and he's Amazing. funny. He's funny like that. I mean, we all know he's like a killer singer. Like that's just a given. Mm-hmm. And he and he sounds the same. And and he's an, and he's a handsome guy, but he's funny too. Like he was doing his Donald Duck up on stage with the guys, and like <laughs> he he's just a funny guy. And I told him that I was because he's um he he did a bit on Eddie Trunk show with Craig Gass, who's um and I told him I you know that I work with Craig, and and I was like that's one of the funniest things I've heard him do with someone else on the radio besides me and uh it was it was hilarious and it was like him and Mark he and Mark Slaughter were a comedy duo Mm. it's um it's very funny people you should look it up it's on YouTube it's just hysterical and no one would have thought that Mark Slaughter was like as funny as he is but he is a funny funny guy that's all I want to say about that fantastic so Courtney (laughs) (laughs) what did you think about the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo 
Well, overall, I had no idea what to expect, and I was mm-hmm. sort of on the fence about going because I just wasn't sure what it was going to be. But then, like, once I got past that and just went and just met all these, like, amazing people, and especially, like, all these people I talk about music with on Facebook and podcasts I listen to, um, I didn't realize how quickly we would connect because the only person I knew in person from that whole group was Joe Polo from mm-hmm. Podcast Rock City. And I knew him from hanging out with he and his friends on the Kiss Cruise. And then he and I just stay in touch. We talk on the phone sometimes. But I didn't realize how quickly I would connect in person with everyone I've met who I'm in touch with through podcasting and online. Mm-hmm. It was very fast that I would connect with people. And it happened. Like we showed up at the barbecue. Boom. Matt Porter, Anthony Porter. Oh, my God. It's like I knew them forever. Mm-hmm. Know you, Christine. I mean, I felt like I've already known you forever. I mean, I talked to you a lot, and, and Gary. Like right away meeting each other, it was like, hey, we're all friends now. And it was like, I haven't had a experience like that. I think ever. It was, you know, it was weird. It was very. It's hard to explain, I guess, unless you're a part of it. But didn't you guys both feel the same way? How quickly you connected? And you've known these people even longer than I have. I've only been you know, a part of the, you know, part of this world, like since November and, and even not even with you guys, you know, until like January, February. Uh-huh. So it's really new for me. And, and even then I feel like I knew these people my whole life. It was, it was a nice feeling. Yeah, I absolutely uh, agree. I, I'm sitting here nodding as you're telling your tale because it was like meeting, you know, I've, I've likened it to pen pals meeting. Yes. That's, you know, yes. I mean, Facebook really is kind of, social media is kind of, you know, the new age pen pal system, isn't it? Yeah, kind um, of like in real time. Yeah, I exactly. I pen pals. I did have pen pals. They were I all monkey too. fans, by the way. They were all monkey fans. <laughs> of course. <laughs> they, they make the best. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I agree. When, when we showed up, after having driven for probably... 10 hours <laughs> to get there because I left from St. Louis and went down to pick up Ken and then we drove over to Nashville together so it was a really long day but it was a really exciting day and so we got settled in and had to go and meet up with everybody. We, I, I was the videographer for the momentous occasions of the Podfather meeting all of the um, friends and podcast, fellow podcasters that he has known for years and years and has never met. So I got to record all of those occasions and that was amazing. It was it was very touching and, and emotional and, and everybody was just focused on, oh my gosh, Ken is gonna meet BJ. Oh my gosh, Ken is going to meet Gary. Oh my gosh, Ken is going to meet Matt. You know, all of these. <clears throat> and um, and everybody was, was like long lost friends finally finally meeting up and uh the the whole evening that 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 first evening we well, we all, a lot of us went out to dinner together and had uh, had some amazing food and and great times just just um uh getting to breathe the same air and uh, several of us said you know if the whole trip ended after that that would have been pretty great mm-hmm. But, That's but the, true. That was a really fun night. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. And and you had even more fun than we did. We were exhausted. Well, yeah, you guys had a long drive. You guys had a long drive. 
Yeah, I so had a quick it, flight. But it, it was it was so neat to meet everybody. That was in itself just a beautiful thing. And I want to say something about Nashville first off. It was like its own character. It was like its own person. You know what I mean? It was like we all met Nashville. You know what I'm saying? That's true, too. Yeah. And it was such a blast. And the people there from top to bottom just seemed so sweet. And the the vibe was so mellow and wonderful. And there was music everywhere you went. And That I loved. I went yes. crazy over that. Like, I mean, we were in a bar, and it's 11 at night, and there's like a seven-piece band on stage. I feel like I paid $50 to see this concert, mm-hmm. and, and I'm just ha- having a Chardonnay with ice cubes, and there they are, and I just was blown away. But I'm sorry. I know what you're going to say, so go ahead. But, I mean, it was just amazing. Well, there's, there's two things about, like, the fact that it's Music City, right, is that mm-hmm. everywhere we went, somebody was handing me a CD. <laughs> oh yeah. That's right. Yep. From like a bellhop to rock stars to you know, I'm surprised if when we were pumping gas if the guy that was at the filling station said, "Hey, uh here's my new uh CD. Check it out." Uh-huh. Actually, actually one did give me. I I I just kept it to myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it was weird because like you'd go to tip someone and they'd hand you a CD back. So it was it was kind of kind of cool but everybody's hustling out there right everybody's trying to get their music heard and matt porter and the gang went to a mcdonald's out there and there was a mcdonald's that had a live music stage right there so there was uh, people performing all the time throughout the day at this mcdonald's and they had a little radio tower that said WMAC on the side, and it broadcasts like within a mile or so that you could listen to it on your radio. That's nuts. And it was so insanely cool. And uh, Matt actually got turned on to some really cool music, and we might play them on an upcoming episode. But just oh, I to, saw them. They were great. Yeah, I mean, just think about that. The fact that like there's music on stage at McDonald's. That just tells you everything you need to know about... Uh, Nashville and so it was its own little character and right now I'd like to play one of my favorite songs and it's by the Love and Spoonful and it's called Nashville Cats because everybody is a picker and we'd like to take a moment to say something about the music and the mothers of Nashville so take it away guys Nashville Cats play clean as country water Guitar pickers in Nashville And they can pick more notes Than the number of ants On the Tennessee Ant Hill Yeah, there's 1,352 Guitar cases in Nashville And anyone that unpacks his guitar Can play twice as better than I will Yes, I was just 13 You might say I was a musical Proverbial knee-high When I heard a couple new sounding tunes on the tubes And they blasted me sky-high and the record man said, everyone is a yellow sun record from Nashville. And up north here ain't nobody buys them. And I said, but I will. And it was Nashville cats, playing clean country water. Nashville cats, 
plain wilds, Mountain Dew. Nashville cats been playing since age babies. Nashville cats get work for their two. Well, there's sixteen thousand eight hundred and twenty-one mothers from Nashville. All the friends play music and they ain't uptight if one of the kids will. Because it's custom made for any mother's son to be a guitar picker in Nashville. And I sure am glad I got a chance to say a word about the music and the mothers from Nashville. And Nashville cats play Queen's Country Water. Nashville cats play Wild as Mountain Dew. Nashville cats been playing since they's babies. Nashville cats. Love that song. I've never heard that song. Oh, it's funny as heck. I mean, it's stuck in my head for a week now. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But, you know, it's weird. It, it's not just a country town anymore. No. No, not at all. I mean, there, not only was the Nashville Rock and Pot Expo there, but you had people like Mark Slaughter that lived there. And there's so many people that are from the world of heavy metal and hard rock that actually are part of the Nashville scene now. And there's a lot of them that play on country records or whatever kind of records. It's just absolutely amazing that That's it literally true. is a music city. That's why Rock and Roll Residency always has, like, such killer guests because mm-hmm. they, you know, I mean, they would anyway. I mean, people come from all over to play with them, but they, there's people that they all just live in Nashville. Like, I just learned this because of the cruise, but Rachel Bolin from Skid Row, he lives in Nashville, yeah. and he does that, 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 that rock and roll show thing with um, Ryan Cook from, you know, who plays with Gene Simmons' band, Yeah, those and- guys. And it's because they all live in Nashville. And it's like, that's pretty cool. I didn't realize there was like, that, you know, that kind of scene down there. Because that was my first time there. And I'm just such a music fan. I've always wanted to go. And I have no idea what took me so long to get to Nashville because I fell in love with it. As soon as I walked off the plane, there was a girl playing guitar in the airport, inside the airport bar. And I'm like, I'm going to like it here. Mm-hmm. But I had trouble leaving. Yeah. So. Yes. I felt like I didn't get a chance to do Nashville justice because we were so busy. I I just wanted more time. Yeah, definitely. So folks, be on the lookout for Christine Does Nashville. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be one of those Nashville cats (laughs) on a very special episode of Pop. Christine Does Nashville. The Button Queen does Nashville <laughs> on Cinemax tonight. The Button oh, Queen gets pinned in Nashville. <laughs> Pricks up for the Button Queen. <laughs> the Button Queen's going to get it in the button. I'm sorry, that's enough. That's enough. I'm sorry. Christine, Christine is a married, nice woman who's happily married. None of this is really an actual thing which right. is why we're saying it we're just having fun we're just having some fun yep she's a she's an upstanding citizen and all around clean american I well, she's also she's also a christine uh if anyone had a question like where's this who's that just ask christine christine <laughs> was on top of everything 
Christy, I mean, I honestly, I think that was one of, there were two things I felt really bad about at the beginning, because I, you know, I, I, apparently I was supposed to share MC duties with Aaron Camaro, who does Decibel Geek with Chris, who put the whole event together, and I, you know, he and I, like, kind of talked online, and then when I got there, he's just like, whatever, you know, he was just very loose about it, but I'm so, like, I can't help it, like, you know, I'm very professional about those things, and just from all the hosting I've done over the years, it's like, I, it was the only time I had no information, like, I had none, so um, he was just like, whatever, so he asked me if I wanted to introduce the KISS panel when all, you know, when we were all up there. And so I was like, sure, but it wasn't really that kind of situation. It didn't really need to be done. Ken just kind of took over, and then it just happened naturally. But when he said that, I said, well, you know, I, I'll, I figure I'll just say, you know, give it up for the people that, you know, put this whole thing together and just get that out of the way first thing, first things first, because the rest of the day, as we all, as, as happened, it got a little nuts in there, you know, mm -hmm. just got a little crazy. And so I totally left out BJ not realizing how much he had to do with putting the event together. Mm -hmm. And right. I felt terrible. So I sent him a note. And you know BJ, he's just like so mellow. He's like, no big deal, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> like he, didn't, he, told, he didn't notice and he didn't care. But, um, but I also should have mentioned Christine because, I mean, not only did you deliver the Podfather, but, you know, you did so much. You did a lot. I, I did stuff, but I, I didn't do, I don't think that I did nearly as much as, uh, no, as even BJ, but, and certainly not Chris, Chris Sinzak, who organized the whole thing. I was just thrilled to be able to be of use to make it happen because yeah. I, I knew just from knowing and talking to many of these guys online, I just knew this was a big effing deal. <laughs> Yeah. And and I wanted to I wanted to row an oar <laughs> to to make it happen as smoothly and as as quickly as we could and so I'm just tickled with how how well the whole thing turned out. It, it ran very smoothly. I mean, obviously there were, you know, there were the bumps were so tiny. It was like the princess and the pea. It was really yeah. not that big of a deal. I recorded Talking Metal mm -hmm. at <laughs> the same time Dr. Fuck and Ian were on stage ripping up albums and being hilarious. Like, I could not <laughs> stop laughing at them. And it was so funny. And, you know, some people were like, oh, whatever, it was too loud or whatever. I actually had an entire podcast scrapped because the sound came out so terrible because we'd be talking and all of a sudden you'd hear, and then, fuck, fucker! Like, really, and then we'd all start laughing. So... <laughs> As they like, were okay. sacrificing Sammy Hagar albums. Oh my God, it was hyster it was hysterical, and they're just funny. But it's like you know we had the whole thing scrapped, so we have to like redo it sometime in September. But even then, I was like, whatever. That that was hilarious. Like yeah. it was fun, and it who was. cares? Like it was. I just thought it was. I thought they're hilarious. I thought they're way funnier. I laughed more than I was really expecting to. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I couldn't yes. stop laughing. Because I sat next to Ian a lot during the day, and like everything he said was funny. And they had this fan there that was like also a, like a hardcore Raiders fan. And I started talking to him about sports, and he was like, his eyes lit up like a woman knows something about sports. Like <laughs> he like lit up like a Christmas tree. It was so funny. And then he started like talking to me about the Raiders, and I was making like some Raiders jokes and whatever. But it was it was very funny, and it was just another fun part of the day you know 
everybody was so warm, so respectful. We were all fans of one another. There was no competition. Uh, it was, it was a big, it was a big love fest is what it was. And so even if nobody from the public had shown up, we would have had a blast and I would have called it a success. It was, it was incredible to see just a wall of people everywhere, checking out the shows, meeting their favorite podcasters, rifling through the, the vinyl from all the different vendors that were there or all the, you know, all the other merch that was for sale. And there's also a showing of heavy metal parking lot there with some of the people, like the DC 101 guy was there, and they had a, kind of a, a little mini reunion of the filmmakers and, and two of the cast members of heavy metal parking lot. So that was a really big trip. I enjoyed that a lot more than I thought I would, seriously. I, I didn't know Hugh Jackman was in Heavy Metal Park. Yeah. I, I was surprised to see him there. The uh, DC 101 guy looks so much like Hugh, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. It's it's insane. And I asked him about it because I was kind of razzing about him. Like, so I didn't know that we were doing superhero cosplay today. And he says, dude, I just look kind of like this. So I just leaned into it. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's I love that. That's great. <laughs> so just imagine this guy with the spiked hair like Wolverine and the white wife beater shirt on. All he was missing was the claws. And I'm sure that he could have done that, too, if he wanted to. He was the coolest looking guy there. Like, every time he walked by, I'm like, there's that cool guy, the heavy metal parking lot guy. It was like. <laughs> and it was amazing. And so Gunnar Nelson was there. Did you get to talk to him? I did not. Did you, Christine? I, I only talked to him briefly when he crashed the interview that Ken and I were doing for Zilch with Sandy Gennaro. I was so focused on Sandy, he nudged me and like, look over there, look over there, it's Gunner. And Gunner said, Sandy Gennaro, Zilch, oh my God, I love the monkeys. And I stuck the microphone in his face and said, uh-huh. Say that. tell me who you are. And I mean, I don't mean it that way. I knew who he was, but my listeners. Yeah, but for, yeah, said, for the listeners. Exactly. I said, tell me who you are and say that again. <laughs> oh so my that gosh, was, what timing. Yes, yeah. that was great. My mother and my sister love Nelson. And my mom was also a big Ricky Nelson fan too. Mm-hmm. So she really, they've seen them live together. So let's play probably Love and Affection. That's the one everybody knows. All right. Nelson, Love and Affection right here on Pop Radio. <laughs>
met some really cool listeners as well. And Andrew R. Doss was there, and Jason Thomas Broderick was there. And uh, two people came up and said this phrase to us. Say goodnight, Dick. Oh, they did. (laughs) (laughs) And the first time that happened, we all looked at one another like, why did they say, say goodnight, Dick? Because they looked at us like... Oh, I got it right away. Yeah. It was wonderful. But Courtney and I looked at one another like, huh? And then I remembered that's what we play at the end of every one of our episodes is from the first time you and I recorded, Courtney, where you said, say goodnight, Dick, like they did on laughing. But it was just kind of weird, and it just shows you that the people that are out there are listening, right? And it was so neat to meet people. There's a lot of people that came up and go, wow, I really dig Pop. Pop is a really cool show. And it was it was really neat. Andrew R. Doss was so sweet. Such mm-hmm. a great guy. And Jason Thomas Broderick was a blast. And he, he was one of the vendors there as well. And he's, he, he digs all the shows that we do. And uh, he, he just was glowing praise for 20 minutes about how much he loved Pop. And it was so great to hear the feedback in real time. And there was someone else there that had been waiting to meet Courtney Cronin Dolt. And that was Anthony Porter (laughs) (laughs) from the band Three Chord Money. And that was amazing. That was a blast. I love the Porter brothers. I didn't know they were twins. Yeah. And yeah, and they because they both have such unique styles, you yeah. know, that I didn't realize that after you spend time with them, though, you see it and you mm-hmm. see that connection that they have. Yeah, and sure. yeah, it's really sweet. They're such nice guys, and they are so fun to hang out with. We took over the karaoke at the sports bar near our hotel, which, by the way, also had fabulous live music, but it was separate. And it was outdoor. And then indoors, there was like another bar and a karaoke room. And we we went, there was no one there. So we were like, let's just take it over and sing Kiss songs. So, (laughs) which is shocking that it was my idea before it was Matt Porter's. And then he's like, all right. So we go in there and, um, and they got, we got up there and did Hard Luck Woman um, with, with D-Rock from Podcast Rock City. And uh, Steven, their friend who came from Pittsburgh, and Matt can sing. Oh, I was yeah. like, yeah. yeah, like Matt, Matt was good. And um, I thought it sounded okay, you know. And then, uh, then they got up and they sang Domino, which was oh. random. I'm like, they have Domino on karaoke? <laughs> and then the guy kept playing Kiss as like filler. So they played, played Shout It Out Loud, and we all sang it from the audience, which was basically a giant table, mm-hmm. and because uh, it was just us. And then Anthony Porter and I sang Squeeze, because I love Squeeze, and we sang Tempted. It was really fun. And then their friend Steven tried, <laughs> he's going to kill me for this, but he, try- he tried to sing Skid Row, and I don't remember the song, but it was like an early Skid Row song, like when Sebastian Bach could shatter glass with his voice. Yeah. And it was so high. And so hard. And the whole time he's up there, Matt and Anthony are just going, dude, what are you doing? Like, or I'm sorry, it was their friend AJ. It's like, even yeah, Sebastian Bach can't sing this song anymore. Why are you trying <laughs> to sing this? And it, it was hysterical. It was so funny. And uh, halfway through the song, he realized he had made probably a mistake. He's like, why did I pick this song? And it was, and even then it was so funny and fun and like, it was like we took over, you know? Yeah. It was like the, the KISS podcast and, you know, all the podcasters just took over the karaoke night. 
and it was like geeky and fun and just I had the best time. It was so fun. Special shout out to AJ Zonin and Steve Javorski and his lovely wife. Oh, Great Melissa. People. Yes, yes, Melissa. Just fantastic people. And yeah, uh, fun. as we mentioned earlier, Anthony Porter is in a band <gasps> called oh. Three Chord Money. And right now we're going to play a song called Live in the Dream by Three Chord Money. So good. Come on, tell me a story about ballroom glory. Tell me all about Saturday night. Ain't no use in complaining, cause who would care if we did? And everybody's got to get through the day. Got no money. In the bank, got no gas in the tank. Yeah, I'd say we're just living the dream. Living the dream. Yeah, we're in for some nasty weather. Living the dream. All the things are gonna get better. Living the dream. Tell me about Saturday night Tell me everything will be alright Yeah, we're just living a dream Yeah, we're acting out loud Laughing like clowns It might be raining, but not on me Yeah, we're singing
Tell me about Saturday night. I love everything they do, and they're they're going to be on the show again, and we look forward to that. Anthony Porter, so much love from those guys. I'm telling you, if you ever get a chance to meet one of the Porter boys, you're you're a lucky person. You really are. Very true. Did you have any particular favorite panel that was at the event? Because there was like the songwriters panel and the producers panel. And of course, the podcast panel, that was lots of fun. That was probably my favorite part was just seeing you there in all your glory. And it was really wonderful to see because you have helped so many people and everybody recognized that. And I just really enjoyed that. I honestly, it made me so happy. And I love seeing the video of you meeting Gary for the first time. Yeah. Um, you know, like when you're on, like you're, you can't sleep and you're on your phone and all those videos start running through and it's like people coming home from war and their dogs are like, Hey, where have you been? You know? And then you start crying, <laughs> Yep. you know? And it's like, that's the way that video of you meeting Gary is. I, I honestly got like choked up the first time. Every time I see it, yes. It was like, oh my God, this is emotional. And I don't mean to like compare you and Gary to people's dogs, but you know, it's like that same feeling you get where it's like too, you know, it's cute and it's sweet and like you just get a little choked up, you know? Mm -hmm. No, I I think two dogs come (laughs) meeting for the first time. I'm a big, I'm a big slobbery like bulldog or something or St. Bernard or something. No, I'm one of those big old golden retrievers just shaking its tail. And Gary's like a chihuahua compared to me. <laughs> Gary's more like a Maltese, I would yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Gary, Gary, Maltese and the golden retriever. Or I could yeah. be one of those big dogs that has the, the uh, barrel of alcohol around its neck that you'd oh, see. Saint yeah, St. Bernard. There you go. Isn't it weird that I know dogs by the what kind of alcohol they carry? <laughs> I know, and you barely drink. You yeah. had one drink, and you were like, "Hey, everybody, I love you." Oh, oh my God. God! Yeah, I'm not love a big, everyone. I'm not a big user of uh, controlled substances or whatever, right? I don't do drugs or anything, but uh, like Tylenol PM is like an acid trip for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, but, Christine, what was the name of that drink? <laughs> The Bushwhacker. Okay, yeah, it was called the Bushwhacker, and I didn't... Well, let me set it up, okay? Okay, all right. (laughs) So we're at the restaurant Friday night, um, and it's a a barbecue joint, Edley's Barbecue, the best barbecue. If you're ever in Nashville, you've got to find them. Um, But they also had a bar, and Ken said... You know, Christine, here, here's some money. Would you go? I, I'd really like a strawberry daiquiri. Would because you I'm go? a girl drink drunk. I, yeah. I love right. fruity drinks. Got, got to have an umbrella in it. Yeah. And chocolate yeah. choo choo. Oh, <laughs> girl drink. I love that sketch. Me too. <laughs> Sorry, so Christine. I, that's all right. So I, I go up to the bar and I ask for. Um, uh, a Diet Coke and a strawberry daiquiri and the bartender said, well, we don't have strawberry daiquiris. We don't really have any kind of um, fruity or frozen drinks other than a bushwhacker. And I asked what that was and she said, well, it's kind of like an adult slushy. Uh, and I said, well, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> but 
then I watched her make it. Now, you know, I think slushy. I think it. I still think kind of fruity. Maybe maybe cola based. You know what you get at a Seven Eleven, right? She goes over to uh, basically a soft serve ice cream, and and she first of all she takes an empty mason jar, and like swirls Hershey syrup around the inside of this empty jar, and then she fills it with what looks like soft serve ice cream. It was not an adult slushy; it was an adult milkshake. And yeah. I mean, my eyelashes curled just carrying it from the bar back to the table where Ken was sitting. It had eight shots of rum in it, right? It had to have had. I mean, my God. <laughs> so it, seriously, it tasted just like a milkshake, and I'm just I'm happy anyway. Like I have this thing that when people drink, they like reveal the kind of person they are. Like, you're mm-hmm. either a really happy person or you're an angry person, right? Yeah. I am like, oh, I just love this place, and you're just so nice. Look at those curtains. Isn't this the best place to be? That's <laughs> I'm very huggy, and, and that's really, it's just me, like, extrapolated, you know, carried it's, to the nth degree. It's you on steroids. Degree. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, that, that so that was a real fun drink. You know, it's strange, but I did ask for a strawberry daiquiri at a couple places, and they just look at you like, huh? You know, and it's the same thing that happens when you ask for a cheeseburger at a barbecue place. They're like, no, no, we don't do cheeseburgers here, pal. Barbecue, so. Well, it's just when a man, when a man goes, can I have a strawberry daiquiri? Like that, like that. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I cleared the throat and my, uh, I cleared my throat and my voice went up a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, Christine, yeah, Christine got carded. I, I, I got carded. No. <laughs> I walked back to. I had. I. I. I, I think I. I probably skipped back to the table to get my ID. <laughs> and I said, I just got carded. I just got carded. The woman I was shot. And and I I handed it to the bartender and I said, "You are my new best friend." And she looked at it and looked at me and she said, "Well, I guess I am." And happy belated birthday because my birthday was August, beginning of August. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, yeah. Did I wish you happy birthday? I feel like I did. Oh, I'm, sure you, oh, I'm sure you did. But you happy birthday. Happy birthday, Christine. Thank happy you. birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, this actually happened at Edley's. A woman came over and said, you're the pod father, right? And I said, yeah. And she got down on her knees in front of me and she kissed my ring. True story. I'm not making it up. Oh yeah, that lady loved you. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. This is I don't think she likes boys and she really loved you. Well, that's okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> she kind of said that. I'm not being I'm not stereotyping. Right. She kind of said that. Yeah, yeah I remember. Boys. Yeah. So so it's good to know that I'm loved everywhere. It's just fantastic. You we, are loved everywhere. There was a big old love fest for Ken Mills. I mean, we had to like pry people off him with a <laughs> whatever that thing's called. I forgot. Pry <laughs> bar. A, with a million dollar person, I don't, I don't remember what it's called. Your bionic million dollar person arm. That's what I say now when I can't remember what something's called. I just call it a million dollar person. <laughs> That's what I said. I, I, I met Courtney and I said, oh my God, it's the million dollar person. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing when you came into the lobby, Courtney, everyone was waiting for you. You know? No, they weren't. Yes, they were. <laughs> Yeah, and yes, they were. we were, it was, it was kind of like, oh my God, so-and-so's walking through the door. So like, there's Ace Fraley's manager and, and he recognized me right away. 
And uh, as people were coming in, we were just like waiting. And it, it was like Battle of the Network All-Stars and stuff like that. Yeah. It, it, it was like everybody from every show all coming together in that lobby. It was just so amazing. Yeah, that, that was a nice moment. And I didn't even know all those guys were going to be there. Like, I was a little unfamiliar with some of the shows. Like, it wasn't like, planned. No. I mean, I liked, I knew Talking Metal, mm-hmm. and I hadn't, I ended up really hitting it off with John. Like, we had a blast. And yeah. uh, he and my friend Kat really hit it off, and they were hanging, when she came to visit me, my girlfriend Kat Beach, who's a singer in Nashville, incredibly talented, and she's yes. up for a Josie Award this weekend, actually. Amazing. So, well, we wish them luck, because... Uh... We love them to pieces, right, Courtney? I know. She was just, she's such a good person. And uh, yeah, so best of luck to her. But they really hit it off, and he was like listening to her music, and it was, it was really nice. And, you know, and, and Jody, like, no one really came with their spouses because I know my husband would have been bored to tears, mm-hmm. right. you know? And that's fine. You know, we all have different interests, and that's what makes our relationships exciting, and mm-hmm. you know, we share experiences, like, you know? So. I thought it was so cool that the women behind the men of Podcast Rock City, um, Karen and Amber, mm-hmm. who are Joe and Jody's girlfriends, were there and were so cool about everything. Yeah. Like they were just in it. They just took a full, they just dove in head first and, and just like went with it. And they had a ball and they're, and they're such nice lady, ladies, girls, they're younger than me, but you know, they were so sweet and, um, and super fun. And I thought that was nice to see. Cause I want, cause when Joe said he, Karen was coming, I was like, is Karen coming? And he goes, yeah, she's coming. And I go, well, and then I was worried, is she going to be bored? No, she took like a head first dive. She was like buying stuff. Joe's like, I'm afraid she's going to buy too much stuff. You know, like she was fully <laughs> into it. It was really cool. It was really cool to see that. Some of the other cool people that we bumped into, and you mentioned Talking Metal, was Mark and Emily Stragle. Great, great people. Yep. Oh, yeah. They were so, so nice. Yes. Emily came up to me early before the before the uh, expo even opened because we were sitting fairly close to one another. And we had all of our banners hanging, podcast and Cheap Talk and um, Zilch. And great pop big pop and- banner. Huge the, pop great, banner. The, the most colorful banner there, in fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. It so was. She, yeah, so Emily came over to me and was just chatting up and, and saw the saw the Zilch banner hanging and said, that's a monkey, that's the monkeys. Are, do you have a monkey show? And I said, yeah. And now Emily is like dressed to the nines, hardcore metal goddess, yeah, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, she's oh, an attractive my God. lady. She's Very beautiful, beautiful. Yes. And, and I mean, pulls off the look just to a T. Yeah. And she said, I'd like to interview you for Talking Metal. I want to, I want to talk to you all about the monkeys because I love the monkeys. Oh, cute. <laughs> so, so we, so we did that um, pretty early. But so I thought that was pretty funny that Talking Metal is, is interviewing a podcaster about the monkeys. So that's, that's the thing. That's just another example of like how, you know, everybody was sort of you know in each other's world at this thing absolutely like it didn't matter if you were you know i mean i guess i was there as as a comedian and and as a and as a podcaster but you know it felt like i was saying to the guys you know to eric and craig on pods and sods like how you know they said something to me about you know there's kind of a stigma attached to these expos and these like record store guys and all this kind of stuff and i i didn't understand that i'm like who would be judgmental of this right. i go the 
the door's closed. You don't have to come in. I was like, if you don't have to listen to these shows if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. And I've always been so geeky about my music. Like, all my life, people have said to me, why don't you do something with all that weird random shit you know, you know, and do something with it. And I finally found a world of people that want to have, like, a two-hour conversation with me about Mickey Thomas, you know, if, if they want to, and they're not bored by it. Like, they're into it. And I love that about this world. Like, all the stuff we talked about, you know... Like, I was talking to um, Mark from Talking Metal and, jo- and John about the band Enough's Enough, who I love, and I just think they have a gazillion great songs, and um, I go see them whenever I can. I'm going to see them today and tomorrow, actually, and I just love that band. So we were talking about them, and then Kenny, who plays guitar for Kid Rock and a gazillion other fabulous yes. people, came and sat down, and he, what a nice guy he was. He came and sat down, and he started gushing about Enough's Enough. And about Chip uh, is enough and how cool he is and, and how many great songs they have. And then they're like, you know what? Let's play some. They're like, what Enough's Enough song do you want us to play? And I'm like, okay. You know, <laughs> so we like picked some songs and it was just like fun to like talk about them with other people who appreciate them and get it to the level, you know, like where you kind of want to not dissect, but you know, you want to talk about it a little bit longer than the average person can have a conversation with you about a band. Right. But that's what right. this was. That's who these people are. And I'm you. And I enjoy that. So that was probably the, the most fun part for me, aside from getting to hang out with you guys and doing the social part. The second part for me was to geek out about the bands I love and talk about them at lengths. I really enjoy that. It was so cool. And yeah. it was... Yeah. There were probably, I, I talked to uh, Chris Sinzak, and he said it was possibly up to 400 people were there. Oh, yeah, easily. In so, and out all day. I, mm-hmm. I tried to do a count, too, because my friend Al Surprise, who's the executive producer of uh, Chris Lee Knows Best, which mm-hmm. shoots in Nashville, he came with his wife, Michelle, who and she works on Kelly Pickler's talk show. They're both TV producers, and... Um, he didn't know what to expect at all. When I told him on the phone, like, you should come. I think you'll like it because he likes he's a big metal fan. And he had the most he was like a kid in a candy store. He was like bouncing all over the place. He loved it. It's great. Yeah. And you've, you've got to come if there's another one, folks. Seriously. Uh, Sandy Gennaro, the the drummer. I mean, just so much stuff this guy's done. He's he's been with Joan Jett, Cindy Lauper, the Monkees, and we interviewed him for Zilch, the Monkees podcast. So if you want to hear that, that's coming up this week. So be checking that out. And it was great to meet him. And uh, Chris Green was there. Uh, so many people. You mentioned the guy who played with Kid Rock and all the great producers. But I think the one that everybody really kind of cleared the room for was Mark Slaughter. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, if you don't like, I don't know, if you can't get into Mark's voice and appreciate it for, like, how amazingly talented he is, then you have to re-examine yourself. Uh (laughs) Like, that's how good he is. It's just like, and you hear him sing now, and even with Vinnie Vincent in Beijing, like, he sounds so good. He sounds the same. Like, that's one of the things, like, people say about him is, like, Mark Slaughter is one of the few guys from that era who kept his voice like almost the same like and he sings he sings way up there like he sings high yes he does we we talked to him and i'm going to play a bit of a conversation that we we did with him live for the kiss room monco radio 
and one of our other uh, shows that we do. I'm going to play a little bit of this uh, meeting Mark. And uh, yes, Mark Slaughter got to meet the pod father, Ken Mills. So it, it, was, it was his lucky day. And, uh, <laughs> he was such a sweet guy. Fantastic. Now, Ken, Ken's trying to pull somebody over here. Who's he trying to get? We're having the best time ever here on Mako Radio, where Music Minds Me. We're broadcasting live. Hey, we are broadcasting live on the radio right now. Bluebell, Pennsylvania, Mako Radio. Introduce yourself. My name's Chris Green. I play guitar in Taiketo. Yeah, there you go. Now, the one thing, we're on the radio, but you can see he's a rock dude. This guy looks like the real deal. So There's like a certain look. Everybody, you walked in, everybody know you're somebody famous because you got the exact cool rock star look. It's <laughs> happening. It's happening. That's where all the money goes. See, I don't buy cars and mansions. I'll spend it all on stupid clothing. <laughs> Look at these. Fresh from China. That's where they're making all the cool shit now. That looks great. <laughs> yeah, sorry, and you know what? Here, wait. We'll put yeah, another... i got to put another couple quarters in this way, Yeah, right. <laughs> so why are you here today? I'm here today just to support this new event. It's great. I think it's a really good thing for up-and-coming musicians like myself. Um, wow. Hey, oh, we got Mark Slaughter coming in the house. Amazing. Wow. Oh, yeah, radio, radio. Okay, yeah, I won't drop any F-bombs. Oh, okay. Hey, Mark, got to say this. Ten years ago in February, we went, well, we've known each other longer than that. You and I gigged together when I did the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. There you go. At yeah. SIR in L.A. L.A., right, you know, 2007, right? And, and the one, one of those fantasy camps as well in Chicago. That's right, we did, we, we did one in Chicago. I actually called Chris. And I was in Chicago, and I said, dude, what are you doing? He goes, just hanging out, man. And I go, okay, well, come down. So he came out and played with my band in Chicago. The House of Blues, yeah, it was great. You know, and you live here in Nashville? Live here in Nashville, yeah. It was a little, I, I live south of Nashville, so it's a nice, quiet drive up here, and you know, it's all good stuff. Are you surprised by the turnout? I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, this is very cool. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. I think this could be something well, good for the Well, I think too. I think really where it's at is is all of all of us rockers are kind of taking control. All of us musicians are basically becoming our own labels and doing our own things. And and you know, there's no rules. It's like you know, I can say to Chris right now, hey man, why don't we do a track? And there's no rules that right. or stipulations by a contract that says we can't do that. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, it, I'm going to have to call this person and see yeah. if I can work <laughs> yeah. with you. But in the same way, we are now bypassing radio. Podcasting is the new radio. Yeah. And we're there for you guys. Yeah. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, I mean, it, it really is. It, it, well, radio's not. I mean, rock radio, and roll. Rock and roll radio is gone. I mean, country radio is strong. But rock and roll radio, unless it's a classic rock, and look, they'll play up all night and fly the angels all day long. Right. But when it comes to anything brand new, they're just not going to play it. But if you go on the Decibel Geek, you go on the Kiss Room, sure. Kiss, yeah, yeah. we're going to talk to you. We're right. going to promote the heck out of you. Right. This is the new media. Yeah, it is. You know, it's it not is. MTV anymore. No. It's not radio. Yeah, MTV's not even, it's not music television anymore. Yeah, you know? so this is really where rockers and potters which they're rockers too right i i may not be a big rock star but i can promote the heck out there of you, you know go. and uh this is this is where this marriage is happening right and that's what the rock and the pod is all about and that's yeah. why you are here today that's you're right. going to be signing things for people hanging this is out awesome. just, you know it's a, it's a good day of just kind of everybody hanging up seeing old friends and well, you know. i got to get back to your Slaughter stuff's great, but your solo album, your last one you did, yeah, phenomenal. One. Oh, thank it's you. Spectacular. Thank you. Know, you. That's, again, I'd say you, K 
kip. There's a lot of people who are, are doing this and stay in and putting well, their own what? music it, out. It's weird because you know people, you know, even with Dana, my you know, my bass player yeah. Slaughter, I say to Dana like, you know, hey, let's do a record, let's do a record, and he's so busy with Vince Neil, his mindset is not even into it. But you know, to me, it's about being an artist and still making music. So that's really where it's at. I think that. You know, again, there are no rules, and you can pretty much do a record with anybody. And you know, I'm doing all these records myself, playing on other people's records. You know, just having a good time with it. So, by the way, we're doing a segment right now called Two Rock Stars, One Mike." There you so go. You guys are <laughs> That's how it works. Listen, Bo, I mean, what, what do we have to do over the microphone? That's the, that's the big question here. <laughs> but Mark, I just want to thank you. Stop Thanks. by. I know you Absolutely. got a lot here, and. Uh, Keep doing what you're doing. I look forward to seeing right. you next end of April out of Meriwether Pavilion. That's right. M3 10-year anniversary. A lot of surprises going to be going out at that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a spectacle next year for sure. Hey, this is Mark Slaughter, and you're listening to the Kiss Room. All right. Yeah. Uh, this is Chris Green Thanks, from Taikao, and All you're listening right. to the Kiss Room. That was Mark Slaughter and Chris from Taikao. This place is packed, and there's more and more people that are here. That audio, of course, courtesy of The Kiss Room with Matt Porter, part of the Podkiss Network. That was so much fun. Thank you, Matt, for that. And now, here's Slaughter with an acoustic version of Fly to the Angels. Pictures of you is still on my mind You have the smile that could light up the world Now it rains It seems the sun never shines And I drive down the slowly lonely road Oh, I got this fear When I turn and look and find that you're not there I try to convince myself that the pain, the pain is still not gone Till I drive down this lonely, lonely road Ooh, I got this feeling Your heart and flowers bloom in your name. Whoa, whoa, you've got to 
absolutely amazing and he wants to come on pop because we were talking and he said that he was looking for an opportunity to talk to someone that's not necessarily already his audience right uh-huh and yes i talked to him about it he has your card and we talked and he he knows craig and and um by the way i all the people i've been talking to about this now want to come next year yeah like Mm-hmm. I talked to Craig, and Craig Gass is like, should I come next year? I was like, yeah, you should. And Tori Stoffergen from Enough's Enough, like, he, I was talking to him about it, and he was like, I just missed it. And I was like, maybe you should come next year. And, you know, I'm gonna, I'll talk about it more with them today. But then um, Earl Skakel, who does Inappropriate Earls, like, this yes. huge metal fan, and he's an amazing comedian. He is brilliantly funny and also an incredibly nice guy, but he's a massive fan, a huge Kiss fan, huge Rat fan. And he knows the ins and outs of all this stuff, you know, like you guys. And uh, he wants to come next year. He had Decibel Geek on his show. Like, he listens to all these podcasts. So, in fact, I'm meeting him. He's coming tomorrow to the Rainbow. There's, like, a whole bunch of bands at the Rainbow tomorrow, like Dawkin and Enough's Enough. And I can't even remember the rest because I'm just going to see those two. But um, he... uh, he wants to come next year. So it's like already, it's already spreading and we've been home for a week. I think it's going to be a two-day event next year. I, I, think I would so be surprised too. if it, it needs wasn't. to be. Yeah, it needs to be a two-day event. Yeah, because the panels, if you want to give everybody the full hour, it was tough to do because there was so much other stuff going on and it was a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And I realized, oh my God, I've been walking around and making the rounds and completely missed a handful of panels yeah right and and i and at the end of the day the pearl jam guys had the last slot and i really wanted to listen to them because you know i'm not like the most gigantic pearl jam fan but i'm a huge split ends fan mm-hmm. and neil finn fan and so is eddie vetter so i wanted to kind of listen to them and i had a bunch of questions for them yeah. and um and it was fun asking them questions because they knew the answers and it was you know that was fun for me so i enjoyed that and they played like some cool stuff, and I don't know if you heard any of that because yeah. it was kind of coming to an end then. Mm-hmm. So I went and sat down and, and listened to them, and uh, I think that was the only time I really got to just sit and listen. Really sweet guys from the Great Albums podcast, so check them out. Uh, one of the other really cool people that I got to meet and talk to a bit was Walter Egan, oh, and yes. he. First off, when I approached him, I said, Mr. Egan, can I, can I talk to you a little bit? And he says, you actually know who I am here, huh? And I said, <laughs> I said, yes, it's not just metal, you know. There's a lot going on here. And, and we talked a little bit about his work back in the 70s and 80s. And uh, even about how he's 
been dubbed Yacht Rock at this point. It seems like nobody knows what to do with like the music of the 70s, so they're just dumping it into the Yacht Rock category, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I would call it soft rock. I would too, but, you know, yeah. I, I told him about how I bought this 45 right here back in the day and what it meant to me and it this is such a great song magnet and steel by walter egan and if you listen there's some really cool stuff going on in the background and some uh really fascinating background singers we'll we'll talk about that when he comes on the show in the future but right now magnet and steel by the great walter egan something that I will never forget. It felt like heaven to me, seriously. 
There was so much love in the room, and there was something for everybody. There was Mutt merch. They were there, and they have the T-shirts that have, like, for example, uh, instead of saying Black Sabbath, it's it's a dog, a picture of a dog, and it says uh, Black Labbath. And there was, oh, yeah. And instead of the Beatles, it's the Beagles. And Muttalica. Yeah, Muttalica. Muttalica. <laughs> I didn't get to see all of the vendors. That was one that I'm sorry that I didn't get to make my way over to. But there was one vendor <laughs> that that Joe Royland pointed out to me. He came over and said, Christine, do you know that there is a sealed copy of the original New Monkeys album over there at that at that vendor table? I mean, I, I think I leaped over the, <laughs> over the, the booth. And made him go show me where it was and make sure that it was still there. And, 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 and so I got it. And the number of people who, the, of other podcasters who were genuinely geeking out over this album and having a discussion about, well, I think that, that Affection is the better track. Oh, no, Carlene is the better track. Just, just on and on. Um, uh, to see, I was just, one of those people. I, I know left, you I were. Left over, I was in the middle of a conversation and I saw you walking up with it in your hands and I recognized the cover immediately and I literally leapt out like over something like out of this conversation and ran over to you and was like, where did you get that? <laughs> like, And Marty Ross, who is one of our co-hosts here on Pop, who is a regular guest on the show, is one of the new monkeys. So yeah, absolutely, and and in fact, I I posted the picture of uh, that you took, Courtney, of me holding it, mouth agape, eyes wide, eyes popping. Oh, so adorable! <laughs> holding holding the album. I mean, I literally, I was so excited to have this that I I really was shaking, and um, because I mean, I just love them, and I know that Kent, Courtney, you, and Ken do as well, but the more people that came up and were excited about it and were engaged about it i i my (laughs) there's this picture of like eight of us gathered (laughs) around this thing like it's like the holy grail's been found (laughs) it was one of those things you didn't know was still around yes exactly it was like it was like a, a Sasquatch. Like, you saw Sasquatch. Like, it's here! No, I mean, Sasquatch it wasn't... Sasquatch is in my house now, yes. I know. No, that, that, was a, that was the best find, I think, was when you found that. Like, that was super cool. And, and uh, I'm happy that it went to you. And, and, and I just... All, all, of my, all of my appreciation, love, and respect to Joe Royland for coming to get me in the first place. I mean, he... Mm. He knew he knew who to look for, and uh, and he took care of me. So thank you, Joe. Check out the Sit and Spin with Joe Royland podcast. It's he talks records and all sorts of cool stuff. What a sweet guy! And we're going to have him on the show at some point, along with Lee McCormick, who is one of the greatest Bruce Springsteen fans you'll ever meet. So we're going to do a special Bruce Springsteen episode sometime with him in the future, probably in 2018. But it's going to happen. Lee was another standout star of the expo as far as organizers in my mind because he coordinated the end of night jam. Yeah. I mean, not only did he coordinate it, he he played on practically every song and I mean, he played guitar, he played drums, he he sang. He 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 could do it all. And yeah. uh, and he did. And he really made that go smoothly and it was such such fun 
what a great yeah. way to end, what a great way to end the night with uh, such standout performances as Surrender and Parasite and Charisma. <laughs> oh God, that was my favorite. I'm so partial to that. I couldn't stop. I can't stop watching it. It yeah. is one of the funny. Honestly, the funniest thing. Like it's also fun. You know, the band sounded great, but Craig, Craig was so funny. He's he's hilarious. He is. Both oh both God, he and Eric are just great comedic minds. They really are. Sweet I was guys really too. impressed with them. And I to- I seriously have watched that charisma clip like uh, probably at least 15 times and I've sent it to people and like you need to watch the whole thing. You have to stay for the whole thing because it builds and the and the gene mumbling builds and it's so funny. And then the, but, and then Robert L Bentley is up there. He and Matt Porter jump up and do background vocals oh, with great. stunning great guitar by Gary and bass by Alan Tate and Lee McCormick on drums. But Robert Bentley does this thing where he's like rubbing Craig's chest while he's singing. And then he does this like Ben Vereen type dance to this hard rock song that's funny as hell. It's, you got to watch the clip. We'll post it in the show notes of this episode yes. on the Facebook page.
episode of podcast. He play, yeah. I think you played every single one. There's a couple that uh, didn't get to, like the Ramones A.O. Let's Go. But oh, for, yeah. I, I guess we need to explain what the, the All-Star Jam was. It was just a bunch of a bunch of us had signed up to do songs. And there was no more than two minutes in between songs. Someone, someone would have signed up to play bass on this or play drums on that or play guitar on this or sing. And it was just somehow Lee herded a cat and got everybody off and on the stage like they needed to be. And no practice, no sound check, no we nothing. We just ripped just right through cold. it. Yep. Should we play Circle Sky here? Sure. <laughs> sure. All right. This is me on bass, Christine on background vocals, Craig Smith of Pods and Sods, and Lee McCormick from, from the Tramps Like Us podcast doing a blistering version of Circle Sky. Unrehearsed, no sound this is, check. A, mon- this is a monkey song, by yeah. the way. Yeah. For the people that don't know. Yeah. Yep. Alright, are we ready for some monkeys? Yeah. Alright, one, two, one, two, three, four.
that was a lot of fun. A lot of people came up and said, that was a monkey song? Did you guys speed it up? And we're like, nope, that's that's how the monkeys roll. That's the head soundtrack. Yeah. Very Great psychedelic. <laughs> psychedelic. Psychedelic. <laughs> Only monkey fans get that I, reference. I, Courtney, I'm seeing your face in black and white now. So. Yeah, you are in a turtleneck, in a white yes! turtleneck. <laughs> from above. Shot from above. The sweet spot angle. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, we got to talk about Garrisite. Can we talk about Garrisite just sure. for a minute? Okay. So during the jam, which was great, Christine sang Stepping Stone. I had no idea she could do her own harmonies. She even sang the harmony. And then um, uh, Ken did Surrender, and it was it was fantastic, you guys. And if you want to hear these, go to Podkist. And Ken played every single song. It's all there. Plus, it's in our Love Fest group on online on Facebook, the Nashville mm-hmm. Rock and Pod Expo. It's now a public group. You can go there and check out all the love and all and even more love that's how much love gary who is ken's co-host on podcast is an extremely talented guitar player i mean i know everyone is you know you're all musicians and you and you're all talented but gary really impressed me i mean he played some really hard guitar songs like parasite by kiss Mm -hmm. is a difficult song i mean i'm not a musician but even i can see how difficult that is and even charisma like, that's tough, too. And um, I was really impressed with Gary. So after hearing him play Parasite, his official name now is Garrisite Gary. <laughs> he is Garrisite. And it's funny because he jokingly said that when we did the Animal Eyes show on, on podcast. He kind of said when we were trying to think of nicknames for him because Christine's a button queen and you're the podfather. We're like, Gary, what are you? And he's like, Garrisite? You know, but now it's it's official. Gary Schaller, you are Garrisite Gary. <laughs> Hashtag Garrisite Gary. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He was so good. I was like, what the hell? And then I was like, Tommy Thayer, look out. Gary also bought you a Gene Simmons solo album. He did. He saw me eyeing the Gene Simmons solo albums. Because in our house, that's the solo album that seems to get the most play. So I don't have it on vinyl and i was very excited it's really a shame that i don't have any of the solo albums on vinyl because that's just the whole point of them but for kiss by the way but yes he did he purchased me a gene simmons solo album and signed something very nice on it on the, on it the plastic not the actual right well, on the yeah, plastic. yeah, yeah on there the was yeah. And it was very very sweet very thoughtful thank you gary yeah, because there's some Kiss fan out there losing his mind. What he actually wrote on the album? No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Of course not. But he did take it out and step on it. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> he did But he used it as a frisbee. <laughs> there was there was Coaster. so many great restaurants there. So many, so much great food. So many great people. The venue, we'd like to thank everybody at the venue. We'd seriously like to thank BJ for coming up with the idea and for Chris Sinzak and his team for making it all happen and come true. And it was great to meet people like Larry Roberts came all the way in just, just to meet us. What about that guy, Sean, who came all the way from Wyoming? Oh, my God, yes. The guy, Sean, I kept calling Eric at the end of the night. I felt so yeah. bad. And then I, I woke up in the morning, and I'm like, Sean, was I calling you Eric? And then I just wrote on his Facebook. I was like, I'm sorry. When I'm drunk, I think everybody's Eric Singer. Like, I <laughs> I felt horrible because he was the sweetest guy. Yeah. He was a hundred percent there as a fan. Well, he won the Kissmas uh, contest. On, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah Sean. He was a sweet Sean. Guy. Sean Collin. Yes, that was right. his name. And Jody and Joe and D Rock, I love you guys. I just want to say that you're amazing. I love you. You're great friends. You're lifelong friends now. And I met Sonny, 
and Steven, and I just, there's, two, you can't name everybody. It's so no. hard. There's so many, and everyone was wonderful. No one, there, one of you was a dick. I'm not going to say your name, <laughs> but you know who you are. But everybody else was, I'm, I'm kidding. Sorry. I, just, I just made that up. No, Christine, please. That, that, I, I that, that was up. me. That was me. No, nobody was a dick. Oh, Cobras and Fire, uh, Baco. And speaking, of dicks, no, yeah. speaking of dicks. Speaking of dicks. Hang on. They know I thought we were dicks. talking about Ian and Ian and Ralph at that point. <laughs> and me. Yeah, they're dicks too, but they're all good dicks. Yeah. Like they're great well, dicks. Nice version of the word, but like funny. Yeah. And I did a very fun episode with Cobras and Fire. I can't wait for them to put it out because it became the vehicle for all my unused kiss jokes from the Kiss Cruise. So that was really fun. And Baco and I did a bit where he was Paul Stanley. It was very fun. So I'm really excited about that. Sounds great. And you need to tell everybody what you got from, from their show. Fires. What was their, what was their oh, take of their merch? <laughs> well, first of all, they gave me f the fans of their faces, which, I've, which have come in handy the last few days because we're having this massive heat wave here. And I'm, I'm not kidding. I, they're on my kitchen table, so I'm, I use them when my husband and I play cards. I'm actually using, you know, <laughs> Baco's face to fan myself. But um, they gave me a jerk sock. Can we talk about this? On This is sure. more of a family show. But, um, Do it. It's a Manson family show. Go on. It is. <laughs> It's like their inside joke for their listeners about, the, you know, they do a thing about jerk socks. And they signed one and gave it to me, and I was very flattered. And it was very, very nice. I've been so. asked to come on and talk about my adventures with jerk socks. So. Oh, dear. Let's save it for that show. Yeah, we'll save it Don't, for yeah. that show. This Don't shoot not... your wad here, okay? Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Christine. But I'm taking it there. Uh, <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. That's, I'm short. I got to go for what I can reach. Yeah. No, no, no. You got to do it. You got to do it. But it was it was great, and again, I just want to send a special hello out to Larry Roberts of of November's Doom. Who would have thought that a guy who's in a thrash metal band would love the Monkees and Pop so much? Who would have thought? That's cool. He was but sweet. but he flew in, and I saw him walk in and get a seat towards the back of the podcast panel, and I instantly recognized him. And I, I think I even stopped the pa the panel. I said, "Larry Roberts is here." It was just kind of weird. You did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to air the podcast panel on the podcast. And Courtney was part of that. Christine was part of that. Matt and Joe and uh, Julian and Gary Schaller, myself and Doctor Fuck and Ralph. And <laughs> it was it was great. They're so funny. Yeah, we love. Oh, wait, them. I thought Ralph was Doctor Fuck. Yeah, Doctor, yeah. Doctor fucking and Ian. Oh, yeah. and Ian. Okay, I got confused. Godzilla. Yeah. Ian, who gave Ken back rubs. Oh my warm. God. <laughs> it was. It'd be weird. I was on the air live, right? Um, That's what you need a jerk sock for. Yeah, exactly. Giving you a back rub. <laughs> yeah. But I, w I was on the air uh, with Matt Porter. We were beaming it back to Pennsylvania, and it was airing live. Oh, yeah, and then right. it was being spread out live on the internet as well. So it was, we were actually broadcasting from the event. And you can hear that the whole four and a half hours of that over at the Kiss Room. If you want, we can post links to that as well. But it was, it was great. So I'm there live on air. And all of a sudden, Ian just comes up and starts rubbing your back. And you don't know what's going on because you don't, you know. And he's like, shh, just go with it. <laughs> so funny you can tell that was not the first time he had used that line yeah <laughs> oh no but just a special shout out to everybody and if you weren't there we want to see you there next year because i plan on going back if there is a rock and pot expo too and i 
I think Rock and Pod Expo 2018 is is going to happen. I'm a, I'm one of the organizers. It's absolutely going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm just a little air of mystery, <laughs> Christy. Anyway, but if you get a chance, come out and uh, come out and meet people like Mark Slaughter and people like us, and you will get to hang out. And it's 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 incredibly inexpensive, and it is a great way to spend a weekend. Speak for yourself. You didn't come from Los Angeles. No, I'm just kidding. It, 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 no, it, it is not. It is not a pricey trip. I actually made it all the way on miles, which was really nice, including yeah, my that's hotel. Amazing. But you know, like even though I, I said at the event, like I didn't know what to expect. It ended up being one of the most fun weekends I've had in a while, and it was really like a 24/7 party. And I don't mean yep. that like in a we were drinking and doing no. drugs party. Like just a party. Like just everything fun. was fun. There was never a dull moment. There was never a moment where you were, like, bored. Like, even at the end of the night, I ended up having this really great chat with John from uh, John Astronomy from Talking Metal. We're just talking, like, about life, you know, yeah. and just, like, and everyone was, like, standing in the parking lot. And we were all saying how tired we were and trying to go to bed. But we were all standing there still talking. Nobody like, wanted to leave. No, we didn't want it to end, you know. So it was really terrific. And then I'm sure you guys are going to talk about our wonderful lunch on Zilch. Yeah. Yes. The the appropriate home for that story and. Um, well, we we're going to mention it here. We we. Oh. It we was, had lunch. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had lunch. lunch. But it was when when we were had decided to do the jam at the end of the night. I had signed up to play Circle Sky by the Monkeys on bass, and who better to ask how to play it than John Billings, the bass player for the Monkeys. So it was such a trip, and, and he gave me an actual lesson via Skype. And I after after that, I got off the Skype call, and I'm like, did that just happen? I just learned how to play I, bass from the bass player of the Monkees. I know. You called me. You're like, guess what I just did? <laughs> he called me too, yeah. Of course he did. He, probably, he called you first, and then he called me. I don't know. But, oh, but, I know. But Nashville You guys is... are good friends. You guys are a great team, and I think the listeners should know that. Christine and, and Ken have a really terrific friendship, and it's it's a really nice thing to see like how you guys support each other, and I was really impressed by that. When I saw you both like in the flesh and saw, I mean, you can hear it on the air when you listen to Zilch or when you listen to our show, you can hear, hear that, the connection you guys have, but then you see it in real life and it's a really nice friendship that you have. So He's all I just right. wanted to say that he's okay. He's all right. Well, I love you both. Oh, we love you too. You know that. Yes. But it was, it was a love fest, but it was really cool as, as we all went our separate ways. Some of us went to see the uh, Sun Recording Studios. Some of us went to Graceland, and some of us went to the Civil Rights Museum, and it was just fantastic. And we went and had lunch with John Billings, the bass player of the Monkees, with his lovely wife Amy, and that was so cool. Courtney, what'd you think of that restaurant? Oh, the restaurant was beautiful. That was a really good choice. It was really, it was like an old house and it was just had so much personality. And mm -hmm. on top of that, the food was excellent. And I, it was just a lovely place. It, it was not what I was, I mean, I didn't know what to expect, but I'm easygoing. So I'm just like, where are we going? Great. Let's go. You know, it, it was a really lovely place. And then you find out how small the world is. You and John lived how far from one another at one point? Five buildings apart. Like where our house is, like we were chatting. Oh, he said, where in L.A. do you live? I said, I live in Redondo 
Beach. And he said, oh, my God, I used to live in Redondo Beach. And I said, where? And he said, at this place. And I was like, what? I live there, too. Then we got on the map, and he pointed to where he used to live, and I pointed to where I live now, and literally it was like a 30-second walk. Yeah. Like, like you know, we'd be neighbors. And then he said he used to always go to this bench and sit. I go, that's the bench right behind our place. We sit, we sit there anytime we can get to the sunset. We were there last night. We try and watch the sunset as often as possible because we don't know how long we're going to be this lucky to live so close to the ocean. So we try to take full advantage of that. And it was just so weird. It was the weirdest coincidence of, of people living near each other. And because L.A. is huge, huge. So... It just shows yep. you how small the world can be. And I know. It was I'm going to go take pictures of his old place and that bench and, and send, send it to him. It I haven't done it yeah. yet, but I'm going to do that. That's a great the, idea. The two of you were talking, and Ken and I just exchanged a glance like, can you believe this shit? <laughs> it, was so, it was so weird and wonderful, and just talking about how big and small a world is and... It was, it was a great moment. I love that. If you want to be part of something this cool, we hope to see you at next year's Rock and Pod Expo in Nashville. Start saving up your pennies. It's going to be a great time. If it's anything like it was in 2017, it's going to be great. Courtney, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Christine. It is so awesome to get together with you. And we all met one another, and it was great, and I love you all. It was wonderful. Thank you for having me on. I always love to come and, and chat with you guys. Uh, I loved being able to be in the same room with you last weekend. All right. And Courtney, I know what's popping with you as you are headed out to sea. Enough's enough. Yay. I'm so excited. And I'm docking. leaving in two hours. They're doing a day show with Pretty Boy Floyd. So. All right. Well, get out there. Get some bumpers if you can for us. And we will have them on the show as soon as possible. And we got to mention this we just real quick. Neil Finn has a new album oh, out. Thank you for saying it, because I was going to say that, too. I wrote that down, too. How good is Neil Finn's new album? I think you and I need to do just a like uh, a show about it next week. Just knock it out real quick through the daytime next week. We'll just oh. do something about Neil Finn. Oh, my gosh. Please. Like, Neil Finn. Oh, he's been. I've, he's, I just, I've loved him since I was 11 years old. I love Neil Finn and every song he writes and... I'm just really, really thrilled with the new album. And then he did like live webcasts from his studio in New Zealand every Friday in August. So I've, I've, I sent him a note. Um, everyone's on Twitter going nuts about it. I was like, August is officially Neil Finn month because it just made the, the expo and the Neil Finn live cast in my music world were really terrific. Music is, music is life, man. And it is. We, you got to hug some big burly podcast dudes and rock stars country musicians it was it was just amazing absolutely great weekend wouldn't change it for the world love you all you know i just want to say real quick i probably kissed like every dude there <laughs> and and i would give them a hug and i'd give them a peck on the neck or the cheek because you never know if you're going to have that opportunity again and these people were my brothers and sisters and i i just I just could not let the moment go without letting people know how much I care about them. So, and Courtney, you got the same thing. So, and you, you too, Christine. I love you mm -hmm. both. We love you, Ken. So glad to call you friends and brothers and sisters and all that. So, we will see you on the next episode of Pop.
We've got some really cool shows coming up. Robbie Rist will be joining us, right? That's right. Uh, and from Brady Bunch and Sharknado. Sharknado. Can't wait to talk about that. And from the Pretty Funny Women podcast and Pretty Funny Women comedy troupe. Lisa Sunstead. And also from Shanana. Yeah. That is, it's a mind-blowing story, the stuff she's been involved in. It, it's a really fun conversation. And Marty Ross and Courtney and myself all do a uh, review of the, the movie My Chauffeur, which he and the Wigs were part of from back in the day. And there's just so much more coming. So we're going to be hitting you hard and heavy with this stuff. So that's what's popping in our world. And let us know what's popping with you. Thank you for listening to this very special episode of the Nashville Rockin' Pod 2017 Expo. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. And that's our show. Pop is an online, nonprofit pop culture audio fanzine made for fans by fans. Any samples of music, TV, or movies heard here remain the property of their owners. Pop, a pop culture podcast, is not affiliated with any products we review or discuss. Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of the pop staff. If you like something that you heard, buy it at your local record, video, or bookstores, or wherever pop is found. If you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying whatever you do, make sure it pops. I have to tell everybody what happened after this damn phone call. <laughs> That was great timing. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you something. There were a lot of swell fellas there. Yeah. I can't believe I showed my white gams on the stage. What was I thinking? Oh, you were a tomato. Yeah, you were a hot tomato. Hot tomato. Say goodnight, Dick.